Hey there, you've just tuned in to Her Restored Spirit podcast, and I am so thankful that you're here. We are in part three of our four series for the Ennea paths. So we talked about the stress path, we talked about the blind spot path, and those paths are the ones that, well, when things are stressful, when they're not quite going our way, when we're not trying to grow, we slink back into those paths. Those are the ones that are not, I don't want to say comfortable, but they're the ones that we sit in unless we actively search out a healthy way of responding to things. So today we start the high side. We get to experience, we get to talk about the growth path, which is really where we want to be. We want to spend most of our time on the growth path. And so we will dive in and I hope that you're enjoying it. Here we go. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book, because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. All right, the growth path. We have finally arrived at a healthy side of things, a place where we want to be, a place where we get to respond instead of react, a place that we get to show compassion to ourselves and others, and a place where we really feel better being here. We feel like we should be here. And so today we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what it means. And again, I want to remind you that the one reason why I'm dealing with each of these separate and we're talking about each path in each way it goes, because it's not just for your benefit to know and to give yourself a thermometer, an indicator, what is going on in your body and in your mind and what your brain is doing, but it gives you the idea of where other people are going. Is someone else that you're working with or someone you're dealing with, someone on your team, did you know how valuable this is for work relationships or project teams by understanding the strengths and the weaknesses and the focuses and the what comes naturally and what they work towards, what they can accomplish, what the path that they grow on. And so when you start to see that they're on the growth path or you start to step in and allow them to use their strengths, the whole team, the whole family gets stronger. And I will tell you, uh, my son, who is an Enneagram 8, we have had a lot of conversations about growth path versus blind spot and stress path because I'm trying to get him to start recognizing, and yes, I know he's 13, 
But I figured if I start now, eventually, maybe he'll at least acknowledge when he's trying to control the situation or when he's acting out of fear instead of responding in a way that he wants to. You know, one can hope. But even in a family, understanding your spouse, understanding your friends, understanding your kids, what it looks like when they're on the growth path is something you can encourage and you can point out when they are starting to do this. And let's face it, when it's pointed out, when we experience it and we recognize it, our brains are going to want more of it because it feels good. So let's dive in because I know these are a little bit longer because there's so much to talk about. So we're going to start with the Enneagram 8 today. So when an Enneagram 8 goes to the high side, to the healthy side, to the growth path, they go to the growth path of a side 2, which I will point out when they're in their blind spot path, they go to the low side of 2. So as you can see, every negative has a positive. There is no bad numbers. There's no, there there are harder numbers. And it's really the more unhealthy they are, the harder it is. And there are some numbers that may take a little bit more work to understand. But that's why we value people. It's because we understand and we, we want to get to know them. And so the high side of two is where the Enneagram eight. So they take that challenging that where they want to protect the little guy and now they can step into it. They plow through, they push through, they bulldoze the bad guys to make room for the little guy, for the underdog. They want to protect and serve the people around them. They also become more thoughtful and caring and they are they become a little bit more vulnerable because again they don't like to show that vulnerability because it's they can't control that what you see and when they're in that state so you get to see it a little bit more when they are on the healthy side they open up to others and reveal more about themselves this the growth path of an eight, when you're in the inner circle and you start to see this, this is where the friendship really blossoms. And it may take you some work to get here, but it's so worth it. You know, they're sometimes a tough nut to crack. It's just because they want to protect themselves because they don't want to be hurt. So, and they start to show more feelings, more emotions, and they also start to put other people's needs in above their own. So type nine, So the type nine goes to the healthy side of type three. So if you remember, the type nine is the the peaceful mediator. They are the go along to get along. Well, they take the wisdom that they encompass and when they start to grow, they're able to put action to it. They're able to invest in themselves through self-development. They're able to understand what their desires are more. They can take these dreams and the the passions that they have that they fell asleep to, they start to waken up to. And not only that, is they start setting goals and achieving the goals towards them. They step into that achiever and that goal-oriented go-getter. And then they stop procrastinating because they don't, they have a clearer picture of what they want. So they will step into it and stop procrastinating. And then they're going to speak up more. You may 
hear them state their opinion a little bit more often or state what they want to do or what their needs are and encourage that because that shows that they are growing. The type one. Type one goes to the healthy side of type the healthy side of type seven, which I think is fascinating and I totally understand this because when I am feeling good, when I am in a good spot, I do become more fun. I stop being as rigid. And so the type one who goes to the healthy side of type seven gets to experience more grace and joy, which I wonder, maybe this is why I fight for joy so much and why it's such an important thing in my life. Because I realize that when I'm experiencing joy, that's when I'm actually growing and stepping out of that critical side that can really take over. Huh possibly. What do you think? Um, But back to the type seven. Type ones who go to type seven become more enthusiastic, spontaneous, positive, optimistic. They stop criticizing everything. And a lot of times you're not even going to hear the criticism. It's all in their head, but believe me, it's there. They start to see that it's not all about, life isn't as serious, that you can be playful And they step into that side of them a little bit more. And they relax more and become less rigid. So they step into the fun that a type 7 brings. The type 2 heads towards the high side of type 4. So they become aware of their tendencies to believe that they're always right or that pride that comes from believing that they know what everyone needs And then they start to, well, they start to have a little bit more of that unselfish motivation. They start helping to, they help others in ways they need to be helped instead of the way the number two needs to help someone, if that makes sense, if I'm making that clear. It's they are more in tune to what your needs are based on what you want versus what they think you want. That's a better way. They also just start to discover their emotions. They stop trying to force and do, and they can start being, which in a later podcast, we're going to talk about the importance of being. Now, another thing is they can start accepting some more negative emotions instead of hiding it and doing things to avoid it. They can start accepting the anger, sadness, loneliness, they can sit in it a little bit more and with that high side of four and realize that it's not going to last forever, but they can also get the value and see and learn something from that. And then one of the best parts, when they're in a healthy state, then you see they believe that they're loved for who they they are and not what they do. So they stop pushing the doing. Again, they start to be who they were called to be. Enneagram type three goes to the healthy side of type six, where they find rest and knowing that they don't have to accomplish everything. It's not all on their shoulders. They can partner with other people and they can see how their way of doing it or what their result that they're reaching for may not be the ultimate results or the one that they would really work collectively. They become less competitive and more cooperative, which is huge because 
again, they, they want to do to be loved or that's what they feel like they need to achieve to earn your love. And when they step out of that worthiness and embrace the being instead of doing, then they really start to open up and you can see the gifts that, um, that they bring. And then they are, they also shift to be a more of a team player, which again, you want a three on your side because they are the go-getters. They can see the goal and they can achieve it and they can, they know what corners to cut. They know where, what path to take to get the goal and they're driven to get the goal no matter what. And so as a one, I am thankful for the threes in my life because I will criticize and judge it to the point where then it paralyzes. But a healthy three can take what a one provides and then they can incorporate it. And it's such a beautiful thing to see in a team. And they do it with all numbers, not just number one. And they also become more vulnerable. And you'll see this across the board. When people are healthy and they don't act in fear, then you get to see more of the real them. You get to see who they are versus what they're masking by what they're portraying out, what they're trying to, by what they're trying to show you. And then a type three, when they start to, they, they step into that loyalist side of six and they start looking at, they become more loyal and focused on others' needs and the well-being of others versus just achieving the goal in front of them. They look at how the goal may affect the, the team around them. So the type four, when they're moving towards their growth path or when they're on their growth path, they head towards the healthy side of type one. So they're able to become more emotionally balanced. They're able to, well, sit in the logic with the emotion in a, in a, a little bit more equal um, setting. And they become more objective and principled. And they're able to see things a little bit more clearly instead of them clouded by their fantasy worlds. They can embrace mundane tasks instead of getting bored or trying to embellish everything. They can actually just do the task in front of them. And they become more productive and focused. So they're not all over the place or, like I said, embellishing to the point where they can't get anything done because they just want to make it so grand and unique. Um, And they're also able to complete things that need to be done before moving on to other interests. They don't lose interest as quick and they can achieve their goals. The type five, well, they head towards the healthy side of type eight. So they take all that logic and the research they've done, and now they get to put it to use to help others. They get to be more self-confident and insert the, their needs and their, well, their opinions and what they have researched and what they know, they insert it in a way that is helpful to others. They can be more decisive. They become more active. They have more energy because they can step into that, the boldness and intensity of the eight. And they start to trust their instincts a little bit more. And they start to, well, they, they isolate less. They step out of that introvertness and realize that they can go back and recharge. So they don't have to fear of being that, that energy drain on themselves. They don't have to fear that their battery is going to run out while they're in social situations. 
and they start to take more responsibility and demonstrate more courage and and just step out and take action on the things that they've researched. The type six heads toward the type nine, where they take the time to relax and enjoy, enjoy life. They don't have to worst case scenario to death to the point where they become paralyzed. They get to step into that wisdom and the mediator, the peace that the nine holds. And they get to develop secure relationships that they can trust themselves with the people that they care about, as well as trust the people around them more because they just don't have to be on high alert as much. And then they also can empathize and extend compassion to others because they didn't rationalize everything. They can tap into the emotional side of it. And then they can reassure and support others instead of seeking security from them. So the friendships that they have, they're so loyal. And now they become more balanced because they don't feel as threatened or as on high alert as they would when they are on the stress path. And last but not least, we have the Enneagram 7. And the growth path of 7, they go to the type 5 where they get to slow down they get to start focusing their time and learning to relax and not realizing or realizing that they don't have to run from experience to experience. Then they actually get to fully be present in the moment they're having. In whatever experience they're having, a lot of times they don't even get to enjoy it because they're on to the next thing and then the next thing. So when they are on the growth path, when a seven is healthy and growing, they take that fun, loving aspect that they already have and they become more balanced and are able to enjoy the moment and be present. They can accomplish tasks and they can research. They can actually make a plan instead of just going for it blindly and expecting it to work out. They're accepting of all aspects of life, the good, the bad, the, the ugly, the, the sadness. They don't have to run from the sadness And they put more value on wisdom and discipline and the information behind things because they slow down enough and they can realize that there's a lot of value to understanding something and it enhances the experience. So that in a nutshell is the growth paths for the Enneagram. Now, I want to share that these growth paths are not something that, well, again, we strive to be on these and we're not on them all the time. The key is to be on them the majority of the time. And it is a range because there is aligned with God. And then if you're misaligned with God, if you are not fully embracing the grace and love of who God created you to be, then it's really hard to stay on the growth side, growth path. And so that's what I want to encourage you. And we have one more path. We have the convergence path, but I want to encourage you to really dive in. And if you want some more information about what it looks like, because I just high level stuff here, there are so many more indications. And really when we talk about how you deal with stress, well, then we can talk about how your number plays a part into that because everyone is so different. But when you take time to slow down and connect with Christ and allow him to to reveal, to show you who you are, 
that's when you can really step in and live in your growth path. That is where God wants you to be. And that's where you're at, at your happiest state, where the people around you want to be around you and want to just get excited about what you can offer and what gifts you provide because you're also in a place where you're accepting theirs as well. You can see that it's not on all, it's not your shoulders that you have to depend on everything, that Christ really resting in him is the key to all of this. So even learning how to get on the growth path, I've learned that a lot of it is learning to rest in who God made me to be and trusting on his promises and not trying to force things. The more I relax into it, And the more I take a breath and I think about what I want to say and what I want to do, the more I realize that I am on the growth path. And so that is the beautiful thing about the Enneagram, is that it's all about identifying and you move from reacting to responding and you connect with God, the the Alpha and the Omega, the one who created you for a purpose. And you have so many gifts, so many talents and good things you can offer the world. And when you're on the growth path, it's when you can start giving them freely. It's when it doesn't become a burden and you don't get burnt out by serving. So that is where it's worth the fight to get here. The fight and learning to sit still and trust and give yourself grace and love and accept God's grace and love because when we start to do that then we get to really get on the path of restoration we look at the path of we get to identify our fears then we get to embrace our identity then we get to reclaim our confidence and step into who God created you to be And with that, then we get to live a life of joy. And really, that is what life is about, is experiencing joy no matter what circumstances hit you. No matter what's going on in the world, being satisfied and content and at peace with where you are and who you are. So my friend, until next week where we talk about the convergence path. I hope you have a fabulous week and step into that growth path and just ask God, what would it look like for you? And what could it offer the world if you did what was necessary to do that? Before I let you go, I just wanted to remind you that in end of September, on September 22nd, Her Restored Spirit, Broken to Breakthrough, is going to open. If you are ready, if you're ready to release the fears stepped into who God called you to be, and you're, you're ready to stop allowing your circumstances and hardships pull you through life, and you're ready to take a stand, to have a clear view of what fears are holding you back, have a goal and action plan for the important areas of your life, know who God says you are and what he says about your fears, and are, if you're ready to encounter God in a whole new way, prepare yourself. It's coming. This group is going to be, I'm going to keep it very small. We're going to work through a lot of things that are keeping us stuck and keeping us from moving forward and keeping us from really living together. 
So if you're ready, if you're interested, make sure you go to TammyMarieCoaching.com and sign up for information. If you're waiting for a sign to see if this, if you're ready to move forward, this is it. So don't wait. The spots are going to be limited. I'm just going to keep it very small and intimate so we can really work through the things that we need to work through. And that's all. I'll see you next week.